Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Is there anybody out there? The rest of the gang went and left me to my own devices, so I'm going to take you on a whirlwind tour of this week's travel news, including big changes at Walt Disney World, Paris plans to become even more beautiful, and China becomes the land of ice and snow for a big winter festival. Get ready for the news and bring your own punchlines. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventure Society! Guys? Hey, guys? Where is everyone? Hmm, that's odd. They should have been back from Walt Disney World days ago. But GKAS headquarters is empty, and there's no sign of them. Not even a note. Well, I guess I'll just have to sit down and tackle this pile of news all by myself. Yep, no big deal. I'm a grown man. I can handle reading a few news stories without the help of my friends. I got this. Like a boss. Here we go. My show is brought to you this week by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Dan, there's some big news about changes coming to the Walt Disney World Resort. That's right, Dan. Courtesy of ThemeParkProfessor.com, first we have a report that Disney's Magical Express shuttle service will be retired starting January 1st, 2022. Here's Disney's official statement. Vacationers have more options to choose from than ever for transportation, including rideshare services that save time and offer more flexibility to go where they want, when they want. In light of this shift, when Disney Resort Hotel bookings open for stays in 2022, we will no longer offer Disney's Magical Express service for airport transportation, starting with arrivals January 1, 2022. We will continue to operate the service for new and existing reservations made at Disney Resort Hotels for arrivals through 2021. Additionally, complimentary transportation options, such as buses, monorails, and the Disney Skyliner, will continue to be available within Walt Disney World Resort for Disney Resort Hotel guests, including to and from all four theme parks. Roger Chapin, a spokesperson for Mears Transportation, the company that provides the buses for Disney's Magical Express, told Orlando's Spectrum News that... Walt Disney World made us aware of their decision. While we are disappointed Disney will no longer offer this service, we intend to continue offering transportation services between the airport and all area theme parks and hotels to meet the demand of our visitors now and in the future. In other Walt Disney World news, extra magic hours have officially been retired at the Florida theme parks. In a statement, Disney rep said, Disney resort hotel guests and guests of our of other select hotels will be able to enjoy more fun with 30-minute early entry to any theme park every day. The new early theme park entry benefit helps us better spread visitation across all four theme parks while providing added flexibility by giving guests extra early park time on each day of their vacation and in the park of their choosing. Please note that guests need valid admission and a park reservation made via the Disney Park Pass system to enter a theme park. 
Now, let me jump on my soapbox here and say, first of all, I like this new uh, extra, what, what, did they, well, whatever they're calling it, this whole, uh, do you choose where you go and get an extra 30 minutes early? That's, I mean, look, an extra magic hour. Sure, it was twice as long. However, you could only go to a certain park on each day. This way, you get to head over to whichever park you want to start your day at and get in early. So you're still headed into the parks before everyone else. You get to the queue for the attractions you want to do, and you can probably get in a couple of things, or at least beat that early morning rush to the big attraction and get a better start on your day. So yeah, it's a little bit shorter. However, you get a lot more flexibility, and I think that sounds like a pretty good deal still. I'm not complaining. And uh, the whole spreading people out more evenly over all the parks. Uh, anything that helps to do that is uh, just great in my books. Um, also, so losing, uh, while it might sound like losing Disney's Magical Express is a huge deal. It's been around for so long. Uh, it's really not that bad. Uh, and I can still think of a whole world of reasons why it's a great idea to staying on site at a Disney Resort Hotel. It's a great, always a great value. There's a lot to be said for staying inside the Disney bubble where you don't have to leave the magic when you're done playing in the parks. Transportation between the hotels and the theme parks is much more convenient when you're, uh, you don't have to worry about driving and parking. You just hop on uh, any of their complimentary internal transportation systems, whether that's the, uh, the monorail or the buses, the brand new Skyliner, the great boats. Those are always my favorite. I haven't gotten to try out the Skyliner yet, so I'm a boat fan. Um, it also makes it really easy to take a midday break when the sun is hottest and the parks are the most crowded. Um, the resort hotels themselves have a ton of great options for dining and activities to keep you busy and entertained, including biking, walking trails, fishing, great pools, kids activities, painting and craft opportunities, tours, movies under the stars and in the pools, world-class food and beverage options. And well, you get the point. There's still a lot to do and lots of great reasons to stay in a Disney resort hotel. Uh, while Magic Express will be missed for its value and convenience, there's still great options for getting to your hotel if you don't want to have to rent a car. Uh, while there's not a lot of details yet, as I mentioned before, it sounds like Mears is planning some sort of shuttle service to the uh, Disney resorts. You can also grab a Lyft or an Uber from the airport for a pretty reasonable rate uh, and a quick trip over to wherever you're staying. We've talked about before also the Brightline Rail System will be connecting Orlando International Airport to Disney Springs. That's still slated to open sometime in 2023. Better yet, you can let someone else worry about transportation for you. Your friendly travel planner at Key to the World Travel can help book a car service to and from the airport for you to make sure that you don't miss any details and that everything goes smoothly. Speaking of going smoothly, I'm not doing half bad with this news segment so far. Let's give this next story a shot from TravelAndLeisure.com. Headline, Paris approves plan to transform the Champs-Élysées into an urban oasis after the 2024 Olympics. In order to help combat some of the problems with uh, overcrowded tourism and overcrowded street traffic, vehicle traffic around the Champs-Élysées, uh, the city of Paris plans on spending $304 million to turn the Champs-Élysées back to its originally intended purpose of a place of relaxation. And it looks like it's going to be a, a pretty nice park following the 2024 Olympic Games. 
in Paris. Jean-Noël Reinhardt, president of the Champs-Élysées Committee, told The Guardian in 2019 that we want the Champs-Élysées to remain a center of attraction in the world. We want tourists to keep coming back, but we want Parisians who used to come here 100 years ago to also come back. Within the last 30 years, the street has fallen into disrepair. Between expensive cafes and in designer shops, the cobblestones of the road are starting to push up from the ground, and the street is more polluted than Paris's busiest highways, and the pavement's cracking. The project is one of several that will transform the city before and after 2024, including a project to turn the area around the Eiffel Tower into an even more extraordinary park. And the Champs-Élysées has existed existed in Paris since the days of King Louis the 14th. The gardens were laid out in 1667. By the end of the 1700s, it had become a very popular destination for Parisians to walk and picnic. Uh, they came out to, in 1944 to celebrate the end of the city's German occupation. And today, celebrations like uh, World Cup victories and Bastille Day parades still bring out partiers, but mostly it's become overcrowded with shopping tourists. Uh, locals try to avoid the place. So there's some artist renderings up on travelleisure.com where they're going to take uh, the circle around the Arc de Triomphe. They're going, to, they're going to turn it into a nice paved and green place that's more inviting for pedestrians. And it looks like it's going to be an awfully nice place to uh, enjoy the beautiful city of lights. So check out that link in the show notes or at www.goldcaveventures.com. Yeah, all right. We're really cooking here. Cue up the band. It's time for this week's edition of Just the Tips. For the best travel hacks when you're planning your trips, here's key to the world travel with just the tips. Just the tips. This week's tip is from Amy Bond, and it's all about the best speed for traveling. Hey, this is Amy Bond um, from South Carolina, and our family's biggest advice to most other families traveling, even couples, is don't rush. Don't rush your road trip. Don't rush to the airport. Plan a lot of time. That way you can enjoy your journey and not just your destination. That is a wonderful tip. And it's one that I try to share with uh, my own travel clients or my family or friends or just anybody who will listen when I get on a rant about talking about travel and adventure and why I love it so much. I mean, if you rush to get where you're going, you're going to end up there and you're just going to say, what's next? Because it turns out that getting there really is a big part of the experience and not to mention if you're rushing around and just focus on what comes next you're not in the moment and that's you know really important to the travel experience is the little things the small details that really make uh that make the memories vibrant and long lasting so make sure you take the time to soak that up i i always say you know make a plan so that you have an idea of what to do but never Never stick too close to that plan and don't be afraid to throw it out the window. If you get to the Magic Kingdom and the kid wants to chase the ducks around the castle area, let them chase the Disney ducks because they're magical ducks. And you're probably going to remember that, that that moment of joy with your with your kid more than rushing off to wait in line for It's a Small World or something. So take your time, look around you, and enjoy enjoy the getting there as much as you do the stuff the other stuff. And now for something completely different, a story from CNN Travel about the Harbin Snow and Ice Festival, where a spectacular city carved from snow and ice rises in China every year. Yeah, so the 37th annual Harbin Snow and Ice Festival is going to go on as planned this year, although with modifications due to uh, some new outbreaks of coronavirus nearby. 
the Winter Festival is a huge event held in northeastern China, the city of Harbin, which is in, get ready for it, Heilongjiang province. Nailed it. It's drawn travelers from around China and the world every December and January since 1985. Uh, while the festival is still open, uh, visitors can still buy tickets to walk through this city of ice and check out the works of art. Most of the big events and performances that would have drawn crowds together um, have been canceled. However, it does look spectacular. Um, of course, uh, health and safety precautions, including uh, distancing, mask wearing, and temperature checks will be uh, taken. So every year, uh, workers in the area pull giant blocks of ice out of the Sangwa River, and artists then use the ice as the material for their creations. Um, they always try to outdo their what they did the year before and highlights of 2021's ice festival include a crystal palace, a 220 square foot fully functional ice bar. That's always a trendy attraction wherever there's lots of ice and cool stuff. And there's also a scale model of China's first aircraft carrier aircraft carrier made entirely out of snow. There's some pictures on this, um, on the CNN travel site, I'll share the link and it looks spectacular. It's all lit up beautifully with brightly colored lights, um, uh, fountains made of ice and buildings, a town of ice blocks and bridges. And it's, it, it looks like quite the sight to see. So if you want to head all the way over to China, that's, uh, that's still going on or, uh, for some time though. So check it out. We'll put some links up. And that's really cool. Now I'm going to click on over here. And finally, to prove that Japan doesn't hold the exclusive rights to weirdness in the world, I've got not one, but two odd destinations to share with you from uh, one of my favorite travel guides, the Atlas Obscura. First up, the site of America's strangest disaster, the plaque commemorating the great Boston molasses flood of 1919. Guys, have you heard of the great Boston molasses flood of 1919? I'm going to read to you straight from the plaque commemorating this disaster. On January 15th, 1919, a molasses tank on Commercial Street exploded under pressure, killing 21 people. A 40-foot wave of molasses buckled the elevated railroad tracks, crushed buildings, and it inundated the neighborhood. Structural defects in the tank combined with unseasonably warm temperatures contributed to the disaster. Uh, yeah, so you can find this marker at the intersection of Commercial Street and Copps Hill Terrace in Boston's North End. And, uh, man, this is crazy. So, uh, <laughs> at 12.45 in the afternoon on a warm January day, uh, police patrolman Frank McManus shouted into his radio, send all available rescue vehicles and personnel immediately. There's a wave of molasses coming down Commercial Street, which sounds insane, but it's true. There was a five-story tall metal tank, which was 90 feet in diameter, and it burst open. A 20-foot tall wave containing 23 million gallons of molasses poured out of it, traveling out in all directions like a shockwave. The molasses spread across the city at an estimated 35 miles an hour. Uh, it wasn't just the tidal wave that was so deadly. The tank was ripped apart and basically turned into shrapnel. 
uh, that spread out all over. So uh, the wave and debris crashed down Commercial Street. Buildings were smashed to bits. Some were picked up from their foundations and floated away. Electrical poles knocked over, uh, exposing live wires. A steel elevated train support beam was torn apart. Molasses covered everything. According to a Boston Post article, horses died like so many flies on sticky fly paper. But it wasn't just horses. The Great Boss's molasses flood killed 21 people. The, the disaster was originally blamed on Italian anarchists. Those darn Italian anarchists are all over the place in the early 1900s, it seems. Uh, but actually, it was the fault of the company that built the tank. Uh, it had not been built strong enough. And uh, it just uh, it just burst. Uh, it took over 87,000 man hours to remove the molasses from the surrounding st- streets. And the area was said to have remained sticky to the touch for years afterwards. And we have it on authority from a key to the world travel planner that on especially warm days in that area, you can still smell the molasses on commercial street. Sweet. (laughs) All right. And then next we're going to travel to Australia to the opal mining town of Cooper PD. Cooper PD, Cooper Petty, Cooper, Cooper BD, Australia. Uh, is an opal mining town in the middle of Australia where people live, worship, shop, and do everything pretty much underground. The town's name comes from the Aboriginal term for boys' waterhole. Uh, um, miners first moved to the town in 1916 after the discovery of opals in the surrounding rocks. It is super hot there because it's out in the middle of that big deserty part of Australia. Um, as a result of the intense heat, many of the miners living in the town have chosen to live underground, um, either in the beginnings of old mines or in uh, building houses that they purposely dug down into the ground. And much of the other town's buildings are also underground to escape the heat. Uh, um, among the buildings found there are three churches, a bookstore, an art gallery, a bar, and multiple hotels. You can actually see opals embedded in the walls of some of the hotel rooms there. Being out in the middle of the desert, there's not a lot of life sur- uh, supported out there. And the first tree in town was actually welded together from scrap iron. The metal tree can still be seen on a hill overlooking the town. Uh, the daytime temperatures there get in the summer gets so high that most sporting activities take place at night. And one very popular pastime is to play golf with glow in the dark balls. Although it's recommended that you be very careful not to fall into abandoned opal mining pits while you're out there on the links. The town's unusual landscape made even stranger by the mining uh, the after effects of the mines carved into the rocks have made it a popular location uh, for movie sets. Also, Cooper PD has appeared in a number of movies, including Pitch Black, Red Planet, and Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. It's also the home of Crocodile Harry's Underground Nest, a very bizarrely decorated cave home where the, uh, let's say, eccentric and libidinous Captain Crocodile Harry, a uh, former crocodile hunter turned opal miner, filled his home with graffiti and paintings and assorted junk turned into art and also many, 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 many sculptures of naked women. Uh, (laughs) So 
watch out. Careful, careful for that one. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's a that's a great trip. And if you want to see it for yourself, uh, well, then you can head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com, uh, and uh, I'm sure somebody will get you going to the land down under. I want to thank you for hanging out with me this week. I know it's kind of a weird and a short episode. Uh, the gang was mostly out uh, down in Walt Disney World, uh, and we're going to have a trip report on uh, trip report from them next week. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you head on over to uh, Theme Park Professor, www.themeparkprofessor.com to keep up with all of the latest developments on the uh, theme park news side of things, uh, as well as some great planning tips, tricks, and ideas uh, for your own, uh, for, for your theme park adventures. Word of mouth is always the best way to help us grow our show. And we really appreciate it. If you tell your friends why you love our particular brand of globetrotting jackassery, uh, one of the best ways to, to find the most recent links to listen to our show on whatever app you like to listen to is to go to www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Uh, you can find the show notes download links uh, leave a review on iTunes you can sign up for a mailing list uh, leave us a message buy us a cup of coffee all kinds of great stuff on there anyway well here we are and we can't wait to hang out with you again next week see you real soon to ask a question or share your travel story you can reach us by smoke signal carrier pigeon or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com and make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventures Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.